Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host, Tom Quee, doing one of the things that we don't do that often on the show, but that I really enjoy going through. This is our sort of concert review series, and normally we've been doing the big boys, you know, we've been doing our, our cunning stunts, our Moscows, you know, our S&Ms, I suppose, to a certain extent, although that's a kind of different beast altogether. But today, I know you're going to look at the episode and be like, Kentucky Speedway 2000, Tom, why is this an iconic concert? Why have you chose to labour this time on it? And, you know, I will say this is one of the most interesting Metallica concerts I've ever seen in my entire life. And I've just seen it about a week ago or so. I wasn't—I was kind of think I was aware that it happened somewhat, but uh, it took Monty to bring it to my attention, and I really appreciate you. How's it going, man? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm in the presence of a minor Metallica celebrity right now, people. I don't know, you know, Monty is his alias, and I will reveal his uh, his true identity shortly. Just uh, follow us at MetallicaPod, get in touch with me, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. If you want to come on the show, you want to discuss the song, I feel kind of bad at the moment, because when people email in, they're like, hey, Tom, what song's next? I, I give them literally the dregs. Here's what you get if you ask to be on the show at this time. Let's just see that. Just a bullet away, killing time, little dog, or mistress dread. So, you know, it's not it's not golden pickings there, but if you want to get in touch, you want to come on the show, maybe you want to do a concert instead, um, you can get in touch with MetallicaPod at gmail.com. We've got the Patreon as well, patreon.com forward slash AlphaMetallica. You want to support the show, you want to give back to go. I really need to get a fancy pre-roll like uh, Metal Up Your Podcast have now. I need I need to probably record that, but uh, <laughs> shout out to those guys. And, you know, they were recently doing a sort of concert review series. I think they're still doing it at the moment of their, um, you know, Binge and Purge stuff. And awesome to hear Clinton Ethan go all that. But, um, Monty... I'll, I'm going to pull the curtain away. Uh, you are Full Concerts 100, which I will say is one of the best archives of Metallica bootlegs live collections. It's uh, it's invaluable. <laughs> well, it's been building for about four years now, or it might be five, actually. Over six million views and completely dedicated to concerts from your uh, bootleg collection. Now, uh, I, like yourself, am compelled by this idea of bootlegs of performances as being a unique side to the band that you sort of have to watch and, you know, so many interesting things like we're going to get into today. Um, where did it start for you trying to be an archivist like that, that kind of intention? Uh, well, it, there was a lot of YouTube channels that were posting bootlegs. I remember uh, Melanica was Melanica one of the main was, ones. Yeah, 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 still big, I think. I've stopped posting recently, they? but they? they used to post all the, all the rare shows that... I've never heard of but basically it started as i was wondering how these people had these shows yeah <laughs> so i started out i think it was like uh milton Keynes 93 london astoria 95 and uh the roseland ballroom show in 98 were pretty much the only shows i really wanted but i had to find other shows to trade for the shows i wanted and by the time i had all the shows i wanted i had about 50 so i just kept going <laughs> And, you know, the best way to know a YouTube channel is to go and sort by most popular vids. What are your most watched vids? Uh, obviously, Moscow's number one there, which is an incredible concert. Cover that with Dave. We've got Mexico City. Uh, we've got oh, Justice man. on Wheels TV special. <laughs> Mexico got... City took months to make because the Live Shit Binge and Purge CD doesn't match perfectly with of the bootleg. it doesn't, yeah. The, the official CD is like five different performances yeah. melded into one. That li- literally months that took to make, but I'm glad. I'm glad it actually has a lot of views. And <laughs> um, what about Metallica in general? Um, how did it start? Um, I, th- I think it was in. Uh, Trying to think, probably like 2008. I think when I kind of got into them when I was playing when Death Magnetic released. They released the album on Guitar Hero three to download the day of release. And I remember that was like <laughs> the first Metallica album I learnt in full, which is kind of weird. Yeah. 
But Amazing album though. What oh, a start! I, well, I, can yeah. to- I can totally see that as the modern because like I, I got into them a little bit earlier than you, maybe two thousand and three. So you know we're both sort of relative fans here. But I can totally see the sort of metalhead team using get Death Magnetic as that conduit into the band. I mean, I knew like Enter Sandman oh, and yeah. Who doesn't, For right? Whom the Bell Tolls, Nothing Else Matters, and uh, One obviously because that was on that game as well. Mm. But when you because i was kind of into more modern stuff and the production's very hard to get used to at first but obviously death magnetic since it was a modern album and it sounded good on guitar hero it wasn't like super loud like on the cd version it was like a crossover and you know we're speaking about uh, the Kentucky Speedway today. Um, what, why this show? I mean, I, I mean, it's going to become clear why. But is this one <laughs> that you've watched a lot and just you know thought it'd be interesting to explore? I I love this show because I know a lot of people hate <laughs> a lot of a lot of other bands, but I'm a big Kid Rock fan. I love Corn. I love System. Right. And it's <laughs> like some of my favourite bands of all time all on one show it's like surreal to watch sometimes it is it is it's almost like just some rich kid just put the concert on his backyard and he just have whatever <laughs> yeah. bands he wanted he just made this weird because as we get through no these rehearsal songs, no pretty much none and you know we have lots of members of these various bands you know playing on covers of these tunes it is really interesting it's one of three actually and just to go back slightly in time I'm doing a show uh, on I do a, a series on the show that I don't think's out yet maybe we'll be out the time this comes out called the So What Files, where basically me and John Sturm are going to go through Metallica's So What magazine issue by issue and just point out interesting stuff, tidbits, because it's so incredibly in-depth. It's like, it's one of those things that testament to the internet doesn't have everything. Like, you can buy these online, obviously, but this sort of information back then as well was just locked away. And they give lots of insight into this incident. So basically, James had been in sort of a jet ski incident, uh, jet ski uh, sort of fall the night before, and nothing too untoward happened. Like, he seemed to be, you know, okay, up and about. And then we get to the next day and this is directly from so what quote word spread slowly at first james wasn't there james is on his way he was honest and then it slowly started to creep through the corridors james was hurt he probably wouldn't make it his back gone details he'd seized upon departure and couldn't move ugliness immobility none of it good stuff either the hetfield or the remaining three members who at 820 were faced with less than 40 minutes to conjure a pacifier for 50,000 screaming georgians so they have to go on to this crowd metallica and that's the thing it's it's not like a it's a Metallica show on its own and they can cancel. It's like a event in a stadium with multiple bands and they're the headline. Yeah, yeah. S- same happened with Download when uh, 2004, when Lars couldn't play, since it wasn't just a Metallica show, they had to just get other drummers to fill in. Joey Jordison was part of that, right? Uh, I think it was Dave Lombardo, Joey Jordison and uh, Fleming, who's Lars's drum tech. Oh, right, all right. <laughs> played Fate <laughs> Black. And even though he's seen almost every performance of Fate of Black, it really wasn't that good. <laughs> uh, this is the Summer Sanitarium tour. I should say uh, Metallica headlining as you say Corn uh, was there Kid Rock was there uh, System of a Down were there very low down in this era which is interesting they opened they uh, <laughs> they, they opened and Power, Power Man 5000 went on after <laughs> who, who are they Monty I don't know that band I know like a, three of their songs they right. dress like futuristic looking guys and they didn't last very long i think they're still going now but they're not big or anything but toxicity hadn't come out yet it came out the next year so we're not really going to touch on the first show uh, per se in the georgia dome in atlanta this was july 7th 2000 but uh, by all accounts it was a sort of ramshackle success 
Yeah, I mean, some of the songs were performed better on that show than the Sparta show, even with less rehearsal. Like, mm. For Whom the Bell Tolls is a disaster on the show we're covering. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, gotcha. I mean, there's one... The one thing that's cool is... Uh, they try to play Masterterium first and they get a fan on stage and he doesn't know the words and he comes in all wrong and then they have to kick him off stage and start again. And uh, Darren oh, from System actually sings most of Sanitarium and Master. Okay. There's also, when they start Sanitarium, Darren knows the, the intro solo, so him and Kirk play the exact same solo at the start. Ah. Oh, I need to watch that. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, Kirk, Kirk's like looking around, wondering why it sounds so weird, and then you just see him <laughs> laughing at Darren playing the solo. And the, the the show after this, the Dallas show, there's no real recording of it? No audio or video of it, no. Damn. And was it a similar set, are you aware? I guess I can find that. Uh, yeah, I probably think it is. Been, I imagine they probably wouldn't have brought that Dyer's Eve and just threw it on Surge, <laughs> just like just play it. Oh Jesus! Uh, yeah, it is exactly the same set. I've just got it up now. And um, let, let's get into this set. So the quality, as well, I should say, it's a wonderful thing for camcorders in this era, isn't it? Like everyone complains about phones these days, but back in the day, these people were the heroes. Definitely, I I much prefer bootlegs mm. film, basically non-hd <laughs> do you right what there's, over like a huge production over like a, a, yeah, a, a names for example i don't know if you've seen that there's so many cuts in that there's just i mean there's just so many like us I, I was at uh chester bennington's last ever gig in right. birmingham july 6th i think and i made a youtube video of that and i'm it's got like 2.4 million views i think now but right. i literally had like 32 different cameras making the whole thing just because you just type it in a few days after the gig and there's just videos everywhere. I mean, if you're not making a project, it just makes the show seem less special. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the guys come on stage. They have to explain to the crowd. I guess the crowd would have known beforehand what was going down. You know, they're not going to spring it on them the second time. Yeah. Um, you know, they're sort of taking it all in. There, there's a giant crowd here because, you know, you've got to think about bands like Korn, especially, were commanding massive, massive numbers. So, you know, very cool. Kid Rock as well uh, was giant at this time. But yeah, and- it's. Uh- Devil Without a Cause and History of Rocket came out and there was multi-platinum at that point. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously the time of American Badass. I don't, I still don't get why they let him use the riff, but... <laughs> and I, I remember hearing it as a kid and feeling annoyed. I thought that he'd copied it. I thought he'd got away with it. <laughs> I heard American Badass before, Sad But True. Yeah, I bet a lot of people did. Hell of a yeah, one, one of the very first clips I remember watching on the internet, I think it was before YouTube, was... Uh, it's something you can't even find on YouTube because of copyright. It's Kid Rock with Kirk and Lars on Jay Leno performing American Badass. Oh, nice. I've got I've got it on one of my bootleg DVDs, but I can't upload it anywhere because it just gets taken down oh, straight away. Crazy. But it's really it's really weird. It's yeah. like a couple of days after this show. You're gonna. You, I need to see an unlisted link of that man. I need to see that. That <laughs> is uh, that, that is intriguing. So yeah, and I should say as well, capacity wise, uh, fifty thousand four hundred sixty-two of sixty thousand allotted. That was eighty-four percent Metallica, and well, I guess the whole outfit earned a cool three point two mil here. And <sighs> Lars at the front, Lars saying they have three guys here in Metallica. You know, people are roaring, people are cheering um you know talk of getting all the bands out here getting a great show together since they got people here and it's cool that they offer a free metallica show as a makeup with james i think it was two weeks later uh yeah it was in a different i think it was in uh the the makeup shows for this show are actually jason who said's last four gigs i think uh, right? lexington kentucky yeah, yeah august 8th and 9th oh right yes you're right so apart from the fate uh, of Black the rock arena did, apparently yeah yeah apart from the 
what was it? VH1, I think it was. Yeah, Awards. yeah, it was the uh, yeah, yeah the My Music Awards in the Shrine yeah, Auditorium. And yeah, played Fate of Black. Apart from that, that was his his last proper gig. This is the intro. So they say they're gonna you know hold on to your ticket stubs or it isn't free. Lars said, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like so many so many drunks would have just discarded them. That's like. the thing. I always think every time I hear Lars say that, you just how many people would have just yeah. thrown the ticket stubs to <laughs> on the floor soon ever they got in. As he was saying it, just putting it in the bin, and you know he says they'll be back in fifteen minutes uh, for a crazy show. And we open with Creeping Death with Jason on vocals. And Jason ain't no James, but I think altogether the energy propels this one. Well, Creeping Death is one of the songs that Jason's yeah. basically famous for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the backing vocals and the die and the mm-hmm. singing the last chorus, obviously. I mean, it's one of the early songs he gets all the words right throughout. Yeah. <laughs> and Kenny's there as well, who's Kid Rock's guitar player. Yeah, one of Kid Rock's guitar players. It's like he's just there. Why not? He knows it, I guess. You know. <laughs> well, they covered Sabbath True. I'm guessing yeah. they're fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that opportunity as well. But you don't see any of Power Man here. It's like, were they not good enough? Or, like, <laughs> yeah. Everyone else on the bill got invited, including System who opened. They feature heavily, but not Power Man. I think on the show before, I'm not even sure they asked System. I think during the show darren just came up to him and said that he knows the songs because when they say like at the start when they're talking they only mention corn and kid rock coming out so i'm guessing they just asked the two bigger acts (laughs) yeah well just in so what as well um quote systems malaki and darren malaki wandered in while kirk ate some sushi and soon the two were sitting running through an entire metallic of course he was running through an entire metallica set an idea had been suggested that maybe malaki could play the songs and james could be seated and sing them toby stapleton was asked to round up a catalog for malaki to learn from and he went off with distinct possibility he might be Metallica's guitarist for the next few dates quote shit I don't even know what to tell you right now he said looking at these words the reason I'm doing this is because I learned to play my guitar playing their music well so did I (laughs) yeah yeah so did a lot of people Uh, who who didn't (laughs) yeah true true um so you get into the next thing in this goddamn NASCAR track uh (laughs) of an arena and uh get into bells which I agree with you bit of a bit of a catastrophe (laughs) definitely Soon ever they get into the bridge, Jason just starts singing the, the final verse like halfway through and everyone is playing different parts and then Lars just stops. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's some nice movement on stage. You know, the band are into it. And... I think uh, the other guitar player, of, I forgot his name, of Kid Rock's band comes Kenny, out yeah. for Bells as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, he... Um... James, sorry, Jason doesn't do that absolutely after the chorus of Bells that, you know, you love hearing from James. Um, and, you know, Jason says, thanks for putting up with it at the end as well. So he understands where this is. He says, told you it was going to be fucking weird, so just bear with us on this shit. Take, take everything with a light heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jason asks if the crowd want to try some old shit. And a song, I think any band can sort of play this song. It's one of those songs well, always in the repertoire. Well, apart from all... today. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Seek and Destroy is the third one. Well, yeah, I mean, Jason sang Seek and Destroy all the yeah. way from, I think, starting in 91. I think he, I know he sang it in 93. I think he sang maybe one verse in 94, but on and off, he was always singing one or two verses of Seek. So this song was probably the, the most comfortable for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, the crowd have energy. Jason points out some of them at the front like some action up front as he loves it wants to keep it up you know he's being a bit more front man-ish i suppose he has that from you know flotsam and jetsam etc and just being altogether badass on stage and then we get darren on um for master arium and um you know i want to just 
say again, and I know you are as well, we discussed it briefly off air, I think System of a Down are one of the greatest bands of all time. And they n- every song sounds different, and they don't sound like any other band at the same time. <laughs> no, no. And uh, this era, to be honest with you, I'm, they're, my least favourite album of theirs is probably their debut, actually. Um, <laughs> my my favourite year of System Bootlegs and Live is probably 2000. Right. I'd see, what's that scene like? It's odd, two thousand system because they de- they delayed the they delayed recording toxicity to do this tour, mm. like three years between first and second albums. Usually a long time for most bands, unless you like tall or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, Although saying that, it's been twelve years since Hypnotize, but <laughs> an unbelievable amount of time. I mean, we had Scars on Broadway, <laughs> which was kind of system light. I don't know if you listened to that. Well, I mean, oh, I love Scars. On yeah, Broadway, yeah. I the saw them live album. actually in Birmingham in like 2008 i think and it was at the academy but no one showed up so they had to do it upstairs in like academy free darren with the big beard yeah darren with the huge beard i mean it still had a john on drums john was darren recorded all the guitars just like system and it's just it just sounds like mesmerized hypnotized if surge wasn't there yeah 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 that's so right that's so right and they had like this big armenian bruiser on lead guitar as well with him and yeah it it was awesome didn't play any system pretty much just played the whole album uh, back to front but yeah it is a really good album but uh yeah you know jason doesn't have a bad bark on this one you know cool to see kirk and darren rocking out of each other as well darren screaming master master is a nice touch (laughs) I, I still find it weird that they chose to play Masterterium yeah. at, at this point. You think they would have just either done Master, Master Puppets <laughs> or Sanitarium. It's like a hybrid of a track and they're getting other people to play it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Surge on top of the Sanitarium track, I think this is proper revisionist stuff. You know, this is not a Metallica cover. Like, he is twisting it in his own image. Definitely. I mean, it. <laughs> I really like the bridge that he sings and the verses but the pre-chorus is just sounds so weird oh. screaming it <laughs> the sleep my friend yeah yeah. Does, yeah it's proper new metal it's proper 2000 <laughs> shit and uh you know surge so and, and you know what, what's charming as well with this a lot of the vocalists if you haven't seen this have the lyrics on a sheet of paper in front of them yeah and like kid rock scrunches his up at the end like a proper rock star but you know surge here just looking at and, you know that makes sense i mean they're not gonna if, even if i was up there singing i would probably still want the lyrics out yeah. just like you can sing all you want on your own with the track playing but when there's no number one james isn't singing in your ear and you're in front of fifty thousand people you're probably going to want it anyway i'm not sure ultimately how successful it is but as i say giant system fan never seen this before very cool to see this before very interesting artifact you know surge get rocks out to the chunkiness of the riffs as well and surge just runs off stage as well after this <laughs> yeah <laughs> they get back into master yeah 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 uh you know he's, he bolts out and lars asking if the crowd can handle this and we see something that will also um you know encounter in mtv icon weirdly enough uh jonathan davis helping out with one yeah, I think it's before. Uh, that's probably what inspired Corn's cover, before. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like three years before. Yeah, I mean, it's weird that he's sitting down. <laughs> yeah, why does he want to get up? Because he rocks out so hard in his MC Escher mic. It's yeah. like show Met some respect. Like, I think it does sound very good though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Especially the darkness imprisoning me fast bit at the end. Yeah, and it's cool that Darren starts it as well with the riff. You don't really have the gunfire. It's just him sort of kicking it off here. And again, he does really know these songs. And they, well, form, they form somewhat of a super group at this point. <laughs> you know, System, Korn, and Power Man's trying to get on stage. But there's, there's no tambourine there. And Jason's mics, uh, you know, is a little low. And he just sort of sits there. And um, occasionally wrong lines get sung. Wartime novelty sticks out there, especially. But um, 
again, I can't deny that it's so watchable. I oh, know it's 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 even like eight eighteen years later. It's like surreal to see yeah. something like that. Yeah. And if the if there weren't all these people in the crowd filming it, there would be no record of it. No, no. Just a couple of pictures. It's mad. In some odd coincidence, kind of cool that Rob's son would eventually play with Corn as well. <laughs> yeah. Like some, that's, some, some tenuous that's link. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Some sort of tie. You know, uh, ties his son, isn't it? The sort of tie lineage. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Recently rewatched the documentary of him playing with them in South America. Fucking awesome. Really, really cool watch. And Corn getting ready here. And you know, Jason talks about the crazy noise that this band plays, and we get a mini corn set, Monty here. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, earache for my eye. Even though I know they, they recorded it, that song is never going to not be weird and funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> From Cheech and Chung. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, Soundgarden covered it, I think, at one point. Oh, cool. cool. I think Eminem used it as a backing track on his most recent album as well. It's I guess if you're a musician in the 90s, you like that movie. <laughs> and uh, um, Blind... And Jason's on vocals on it as well. J- Jason uh, gets into Jason it, Jason and yeah. Fieldy sharing vocals on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what are Corn like for you? Are you a big fan? Uh, the probably my least favourite out of all the bands. I only really like the first four albums. Mm. Yeah, I've not heard too much, to be honest with you. And what I've heard, I'm not a huge fan of. But I do quite like Blind as a song. And... I mean, th- this show is actually how I got into them after oh, right. watching them play Blind with Kirk and Lars yeah. <laughs> and then watching the actual version of Blind and how how different it sounds with the proper drum track rather than yeah. Lars just winging it. <laughs> I mean, Lars is in his element here, though. Oh, I mean, yeah. He's really enjoying it. You can himself. tell he enjoyed it. Yeah. He's like jumping yeah. up and down after the song's over and he's yeah. like, let's yeah. do it again. <laughs> and it's really cool to see Kirk, uh, you know, playing along to this as well. And um, I'm not too familiar with Clown as a song, to be honest with you. What are your thoughts on this rendition of theirs? I can't even remember how it goes, actually. No, no. Mike Borden I, playing drums for Corn here, I think, as well. I think I think Jonathan Davis is on drums for Eric and My Eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a. It's I a don't cre- even know he played drums. No, <laughs> you know anything goes. Uh, creepy song with a sort of earworm nature. Um, uh, my main notes here from what I can remember, and then we get a small oh, sort of. Yeah, I remember. I remember playing clown. That's just just Corn on stage. I think. Yeah. Playing clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Corn, and then we get a sort of South of Heaven Slayer jam. Yeah, <laughs> with Kid Rock on vocals. Kid Rock there. Kid Rock comes out and I, the lyric, I know, with the lyrics. Yeah, again, again with the lyrics. I know you're a big Kid Rock fan. I'm, I'm, he's, I'm not, he's not warm to me. He's, <laughs> I, I, I can take the Kid Rock criticism. I've never, I've never met another Kid Rock fan. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and he has the sheet, as you say, and um, I mean, this is the definition of love, is what Kid Rock says, which is the Kid Rockiest thing I've ever heard. All the bands <laughs> together. Amen at the end. <laughs> yeah. All the bands together, all the people, and they, they go into nothing else matters here, but before that, there's a sort of sad but true American badass thing, which just lays bare uh, the vast chasm of taste between these versions. <laughs> The problem that is when Metallica, I think it's probably starting in 93 or 4 time playing Sad But True, mm. the like stabs at the end of the chorus, rather than playing it, it's like an extra bar gets added when they play right. it now. It's like, but, 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 rather than, it's like extended. So Kid Rock tries to sing it like how the album goes, and after every chorus, he's one bar out. Uh, you know, it's it's okay, I think. People dig I mean, this. You can tell the crowd love seeing this. This would have been a big at the time, I guess. Well, especially when they're going to American Badass. I yeah. think it came out like 
yeah, yeah. Literally around that time, I think it came out in 2000. Jason Krause is on guitar, um, who's one of Kid Rock's affiliates as well. And then we get a Nothing Else Matters version, which it's it's fine. I mean, I mean, he does have a little bit of soul to his voice, Kid Rock. I won't deny that. I feel like the tuning was a bit too low for his voice. Yeah. Like, couldn't reach some of the notes. Because, mm. I mean, usually if he's singing for a long time, you can't go into that low register because he's already done his set beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it would have sounded better in standard tuning yeah. rather than half a step down. But, I mean, they got through it. <laughs> and most of it I can get through. But there's one thing on here that I can't stand that I think is terrible in a great way. And I'm going to hate watch it. But Fuel with Jason <laughs> Newstead on vocals. Kid Rod's not singing. He's on the turntables adding these fucking chaotic scratches that have no worth all over it. I know. They're not even yeah, musical. It, They're not even in time. It's yeah, just... and he just, sing, he just sings the opening line. And then, I, to be honest, I think it's quite weird that... Uh, Fuel isn't a song I would have thought Jason would have uh, like that would have chose to play right. without because Fuel always to me comes across like James, it's one of James's favorite songs. Right. I remember on uh, the back, one of the deleted scenes when they were doing the Raiders game in two thousand three. Like soon ever it's like official that they're going to do it. James is straight here, like we've got to play Fuel, we've got to play Fuel, and then they're, they're like why? And it's just like because I like it. <laughs> Yeah, he yeah he he owns that song, and uh, I saw it in Birmingham. You were there as well, yeah, weren't you? I was there. That was my first ever Metallica show as well. Mine too. Mine too. We probably uh, yeah probably shared I, uh, the rail and didn't even know it. It was insane because I didn't buy the ticket to get front row, but the guy in front of me during the opening band, I can't even remember what they were called, oh, but he just he just track or whatever. He just left wow. halfway through their set. He just walked off, and I, so I was just like, "Well, he ain't getting back. Here. <laughs> I'm taking that." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh... Shortest straw was uh, like the first time in I think four years they played yeah, that yeah, as well, which surprise. was was weird because they did like a weird guitar intro to it. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. realize what they were playing. No, until no one I did. Yeah. First started, I was yeah. like, "What? I know what this rhythm is. What is it?" <laughs> yeah, amazing show. Um, I've, I've watched it. Have you got that on the channel? Uh, no, sentimental I have got a bit, reason. Should I have you, got I a bootleg of it though. Yeah. I found a guy who filmed it who uh, I had to trade him uh, Donington 95 for it because he, he was there right. and he wanted it. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you say trade and want, but isn't most things available on YouTube and otherwise? Yeah. It's a, it's a bit of a convoluted with the explanation right. of how it all works. But basically, there's YouTube videos of bootlegs, but they're like uploaded from DVD versions, which are like the actual versions that were converted from like the tapes. Hmm. So like really smooth and really good quality and stuff. So that's what I'm trading. Like it's right. either I mean I've I've got a hard drive in Denmark right now. Some guy's gonna send me like 200 shows. <laughs> Illicit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we move on. This fuel performance. Maybe you just listen to the episode because you're an Alpha Metallica fan. Maybe you're never gonna watch this show. I understand that, but do check it out and definitely try to see Kid Rock play Fuel because I just—it's the most like new metal indulgenty crap I've ever seen. Like it's just—it's it, not necessary. They should—they should have closed out with just the boys. They, you know what I mean? To yeah. put, put a bow on it, but no, Kid Rock's there. I mean, turn the page was a. Uh was all right yeah yeah Kirk's guitar that. was nice in that i think kid rock could turn the page in like 95 yeah, or something and, and, before and, and, he before he even was like big or anything yeah like he, just he, sort of, he rock stars it out it's like here i am like you know he, he gives it a certain element that uh garage era james didn't definitely 
but it's more stadium-y, I suppose. And we have Ke- Kenny Olsen and Jason Krause also on guitar here. And we end with, you know, a kind of uh, a Live Aid sort of ending of all the stars on stage. Uh, Enter Sandman with Jason on vocals. Uh, and, they, and they do Whiplash before Sandman. Oh, they do, which, sorry. They do, yeah, they do, do Whiplash just, before Sandman. Just the three of them. Just the three. Which, after these three gigs, they added Whiplash to the set. And James would go off stage. He would say, I'm going for a beer break. And then the three of them would just play it. I think kind of referencing these shows. Mm, mm, yeah. There's like a couple of couple of the gigs in the later on in the summer sanitarium. It was just Jason Kirk and Lars playing Whiplash, and we close out uh, with the Enter Sandman, and all in all, uh, a crazy sort of trinket <laughs> of, of novelty and wonder. And I'd like to know if there were any other examples of this happening in the history of music. Like there must be other big band bills where the main guy can't go. So everyone else jumps on. There must be some famous examples. Let us know. Metallicapod at gmail.com. I'm interested in that sort of shit as well. So that would be really there good. There is, I think I seen a bootleg. I think it was a Black Sabbath in like 95 or something. Mm. And I can't remember. I'm not much of a Black Sabbath no. fan, but whoever was singing at the time wasn't there. I think they got, Rob Halford to sing the show. Oh wow! Okay, that's cool. There's a bootleg of that on YouTube. I, th- I think I think it was awesome. like 95ish time. Well, I mean, if anyone's going to know about bootlegs, yourself is definitely going to have that on tap. And I want to <laughs> urge everyone: full concerts 100. You probably are subscribed. 14,000 subscribers, which which is a great number, but we need to get that number up. That is ridiculous because you know some yeah. absolute treasured quality on here. Uh, M- Matt Fan is still kicking my ass on subscribers there. Yeah, Matt Fan for life is just uh, <laughs> a phenomenon. I've actually I actually asked him on the show and he kindly refused. Just wasn't sort of his thing. So I understand that but uh you know him uh andre veselenko i guess is another sort of big metallica youtuber and uh metal yeah. podcast and um alpha metallica maybe but you know we, we, we've got some here so um i guess to conclude how do people get use anything else you want to promo or uh no just the no. youtube channel I, I, I can never be bothered with all the other stuff <laughs> i had a facebook page for it at one point i just stopped posting yeah so i don't i don't push it anymore yeah no 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 it doesn't need to push but um yeah check out the concert as well uh go back and and, and wonder at these uh befuddlements but uh um monty this has been great man uh appreciate you coming on the show been a pleasure man and i just want to urge people again follow us at metallica pod get in touch with me metallica pod at gmail.com uh patrons also is there if you want to help us comment let us know what did you think of this show what did you think of any metallic show anything metallica let me know metallicapod at gmail.com monty again full concerts 100 and appreciate your time bro cool <laughs>